Hello, Towelites. Welcome to episode 100 of Towelite Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. This is crazy. Um, did you think we would have made it to 100 episodes? As a podcast, absolutely not. <laughs> what, the, what did you think we would make it to 100 episodes? <laughs> I remember... Back in the day, being like, we don't need to do a podcast. We break the news, <laughs> and then, um, and that kind of that became much harder than uh, either one of us could anticipate for years. And luckily, we've had some support over the years from people, and we'll mention that a little bit later. But um, you know, starting this podcast was a big thing to get our our thoughts out and our feelings out and and our anger out, and sometimes and um, been great uh, and 100 episodes is big even though i think we've done more than that to be <laughs> to be honest and to get technical but we're making this 100 yeah this is episode 100 um and this episode is going to be a little bit different we're going to start off with some news um and then after the commercial break is when we'll actually kind of go into a history of us and don't forget a towel because um if you've been following the website Today, for us, uh, is our sixth anniversary. Uh, we started the podcast back in 2012. Um, you can go back and read some of those articles if you'd like. <laughs> I think the first article is, ah, uh, man, I, I, we'll go into it. I'll, I'll look before we, after the commercial. But anywho. Um, I know what one of my first ones were, and I will, uh, I'll talk about that in depth. Will you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait. At least one, um, of, one of our major, my major first ones that led to more, and uh, we'll get we'll get to that. Yeah, so you know it will be a little bit of history. Um, so if you're here for the news, awesome, and that's great, and we're gonna give it to you. If you're here to hear about the history, you can wait till after the commercial, or you can just listen to both. Whatever it is that you want to do. <laughs> but right. uh, but if you don't listen to part two, you'll miss an exciting announcement. That's true. Um, there is going to be some uh, announcements, so you can maybe skip ahead. Um, but, yeah, so this episode is phase seven, as every new year is going into a new phase for us here at DFAT. Um, so it's phase seven and beyond, and, um, you know, we'll talk a little bit about what the future holds as well. Um, so, Chris, uh, why don't you... Get us into the news, man. Will do, will do. Uh, you know, after Comic-Con, sometimes there's a lull. There has been a little bit, especially compared to what was coming before it. So, uh, But there are some major pieces in here that we do want to talk about. Uh, so let's get into it. Starting with Marvel, and the big news of the week is that the Disney-Fox merger is finalized, set to go, thanks to the shareholders all approving it. And we will be seeing some magic happen in the near future. Uh, mostly, you know, in benefit of us being Mar- Marvel fans. Yeah. Marvel is mostly coming home to Marvel Studios. Yeah. Um, you know, and really, with the exception of the Spider-Verse, this will be everything. And, and the Hulk uh, in a standalone Hulk movie. Standalone Hulk movie, which right now, I'll be honest with you, I'm okay if you put Hulk and somebody in movies going forward, I'm perfectly okay with it. I don't need a standalone Hulk. Yeah, we're missing out on certain um, 
Hulk specific bad guys, but I I don't care. You know, <laughs> like this is this is bigger news. The X Men, Fantastic Four are way bigger news than what you could get out of a Hulk. The Spider Verse gets me a little bummed out, and hopefully that gets ironed out. But other than that, I mean, I'm good. Yeah, so this is exciting. Um, there's a lot of rumblings about how this merger is going to take away people's jobs and it's going to stifle creativity. And I I guess I don't 100% get it because I understand in some corporate mergers where they absorb another company and they're like, well, we already have all our people. We're going to cut cut you out. To me, it sounds like you're doing what you're doing on the movie side. We have what we do on the movie side. And it's just going to be a big collaborative family. Um, like, the Russos can't direct everything. I'm sorry. They just can't, you know? And now we need somebody coming in for Guardians. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe it's a Fox person. So I think about it as being a more big, cohesive family because you can't wear out what already Marvel Studios is doing. If you want to go and add in X-Men and everything else, like, yeah, Kevin Feige will oversee everything. He's got a lot more work to do. But as far as, like, all the crews... And, and the people, you know, who are working on these things, come on over. This is what it's like on this side. <laughs> you know, I, I think it. I think it's going to breed more creativity and get more jobs because now we're mer- working on more things. Um, that's just my thought. And I've worked in the business world a really long time. I've gone through a couple mergers in my time. And yes, in some certain situations, they do cut out. You know, it's usually middle management that goes more than anything. But um, the the actual, and I hate to say it like this, but like the grunt people <laughs> who are who are building sets and artists and all those people don't go; they stay. <laughs> so I, I, you know, some middle managers. I'm sorry for that, and and I'm sure you'll find jobs. But I'm hoping it's just one big happy family, and, and that's to me. I, you know, I'm excited about the Fox Disney thing for movies and all that stuff, but I'm also excited to see a lot more creativity coming out of that that camp because I think if if Bob Iger says that Deadpool is going to stay rated R, then cool. Then we got a rated R. And then, heck, maybe then we can get Blade to show up and it's more hard R, you know? Like, we get some weird things happening. And, uh, hell... If you watch any of the Marvel Netflix series, you know they ain't afraid to go there. Just about to mention that sex and all that violence uh, and all that goodness. I mean, it's violence. Yeah, it is, and it's like there's no reason why you know, like you said, creativity can't go into overdrive, and it probably will because you know, with the money that Disney has behind it, there's a lot of probably projects at Fox that didn't see the light of day because of that. You know, so we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, it's, it's all it's positive. I don't care about corporate merging like this. You know, it's everybody's going to look at it in a negative light. We need to look at it in a very positive light being geeks. And that's all positive for us, especially yeah. if we can get the original Star Wars trilogy uh, in its original form in HD. That would be wonderful. Right. Uh, official, right. official release with more and more extras, you know. So let's, let's just hope for the best. <clears throat> yeah. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Go on. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, yeah, same terms here. Hoping for the best. Uh, Iron Fist 
hits Netflix in September. Uh, so that's that's big for us. We knew that was coming. Um, now we know. Uh, we just got a new teaser over the weekend, thanks to Netflix. And there's rumors that this will be a 10-episode season. What do you think about 10-episode season? Are we getting more into these? Getting close to the number eight spot where it should be. <laughs> 10 is fine. Um, for this show, 10 it sounds great. Tighten it up. Uh, 13 dragged. The whole season dragged. That trailer showed me Kun one. And it showed me in his costume close to it. And it showed, um, what's his nail? The Steel Serpent. Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? Them fighting. Yeah. yeah. And that's it. That's what I said at the end of the first one. The end of the first one, they're going into Kunlun. And that hasn't been referenced in The Defenders. And it has not been referenced in Luke Cage Season 2. So I want to see what that means, where that is. And honestly, I don't ever want to go back to New York for the second season, but I know that's going to happen. But um, to me, that's got me pumped and I'm excited to see what's going to come about of all that. Yeah, I really, I really think that's great. I mean, it's um, if Jeff Lope is really excited for it, maybe it gives me a little more hope for it, but who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? It's going to... Time will tell. Uh, we're just hoping it can redeem itself. Yep. Good, yep. good Iron Fist TV show, which we all pray for. Yeah. Uh, final little tidbit of uh, Marvel news here. Uh, Runaways originally uh, premiered on Hulu. Uh, people loved it. I didn't have a chance to watch it yet. Uh, so now it's going to be released on Freeform for the for the masses to see, which is good. Uh, just in case people don't want to pay for Hulu, uh, this is a good way to get get the product out there for everybody else. Yeah, I, um, I, I is that weird? I don't know. Is it because Disney's stepping away from Hulu? Doesn't Fox own Hulu? I can't remember how that. Disney now owns Hulu, thanks to Fox. Oh well, okay. yeah, but they want everything to go in this free form, whatever. I don't care. I got to watch that show anyway. And then of course I started castle rock this weekend. So got another show that I'm throwing in there. Cloak and daggers on free form. Got to watch cloak and dagger. Um, by the way, castle rock is fantastic. Um, <laughs> but what's yeah. that on Netflix or uh, no. Hulu? Uh, yeah. Hulu. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, or you can find it online as I did and just streamed it. <laughs> But Runaways, I'll watch it, whatever channel it's on. It, that's the other thing nowadays. It's like these channels that you're putting things on are becoming a thing of the past. It doesn't really matter because with DVR, on-demand, streaming services especially, whatever. It doesn't – I'll watch it. I'll just watch it on one of these other platforms. Mm-hmm. So. Precisely. Precisely. Yep. Uh, right over on the uh, other side of the pond, a little DC news. Uh, I think DC is a little dry after San Diego Comic Con, so I think they're taking a little bit of a nap. Uh, so, you know, a little piece of news: uh, Rona Mitra, you know, on a world rise of the greatest, the greatest love story of all time. Um, Casey's, <laughs> what'd you say? Love of your I, life. I love her. Yeah, I do, and I think she's in. Uh, I know she's in this movie Doomsday. Yes. Directed by Neil Marshall yes. and 
I was oh trying to think God. of what else she was in. I, yeah, what other awesome things she was she in. Was on, she was on Nip Tuck as well. And, like, she just... Oh, my God. So sexy and such a good actress. <laughs> and I, Did you even tell me what the news is? I'm just, like, distracted. I have No, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, God. This is fine. Stop this, is this fine. Rona Meet Your Podcast. <laughs> this is our love letter to Rona Mitra. Um, she's been cast as Mercy Graves and Supergirl. Uh, yeah. so Mercy Graves is Lex Luthor's bodyguard, uh, who has been depicted as both human and robot, I believe, in the past. So that's cool. And then Robert Baker has been cast as her brother, Otis. The little little villain news for the upcoming season of Supergirl. Yeah, I'm hoping we get Lena to take that turn um, this season. I love that character, and I think she does a good job hiding her British accent, but um, I wanted to turn evil. I'm sorry. I just don't trust the Luthers ever, and you shouldn't. And I think there's little hints throughout the season three, if you watched, where she's getting that kind of Luthery vibe, especially against Supergirl. So I'm, I'm okay. And I hope Mercy Graves is, uh, you know, a badass like she is in the comics and in the cartoons. So yeah, that'll be cool. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so all those shows come back in October. We can't wait, as usual. All right, everything else? TV news. Uh, Buffy is getting a quote-unquote reboot, but not a reboot. Um, and it's it's not going to be Buffy. So I'm going to let you kind of take over this. Buffy yes. <clears throat> so at Comic-Con, they announced that there's going to be a new Buffy series coming with Joss Whedon and executive producing and people were flipping out because they're like why do we need another Buffy there's already a cartoon or not a cartoon but a comic book and it's still going and it is and that's fine and that's great but on television they want another Buffy but the uh, writer and I cannot remember the lady's name behind the series said it's not going to be Buffy it's going to be another slayer who gets called to fight the forces of darkness as is the case, if you watch Buffy the show, a lot of Slayers are out there. None of them are named Buffy. So this is just another girl's story about having to deal with what happens when things go bump in the dark. So um, that's cool, though. I think that's a better idea than calling it Buffy. And I, you know, I don't know if they would actually call it Buffy or not. Now that I think about that, I guess maybe they just call it Muffy, the Vampire Slayer. But yeah, um, that's the news. Yeah, uh, I guess there's a little learning moment here for you people. I won't even say fans. I will say people out there who claim to be Buffy fans uh, and don't know the mythology or anything like that. That want to complain about this kind of stuff. I don't. I don't get that negativity. So if you really understood about how Slayers worked, you wouldn't be complaining. You'd be excited. So grow up, people. <clears throat> uh, next up. Uh, Lock and take this one. <laughs> yeah, why don't you go on this? Lock and Key is coming to Netflix now, and that's uh, that's a big turnaround. It has a pilot, and I don't know if it's out there, but it has a pilot from Hulu. Um, Lock and Key is written by Joe Hill, who's Stephen King's son, and drawn by Gabriel Rodriguez from I want to say IDW. It's a fantastic series, and as much as I love comics as the medium, I also implore you 
to download the audio book because there's lots of different voice acting. Um, and it's, it's fantastic, including uh, Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez's characters in it. And um, so I was excited that it was coming to Hulu. I was like, okay, great. This is a fantastic comic. And then I guess the pilot didn't go over well, or it wasn't to the creator's vision. I don't know exactly, but now it's getting a 10 episode uh, series to go over at Netflix. Um, so, hey, you know, I was excited for Hulu. I'm even more excited for Netflix. I like what they've been doing over there. And they seem to really be pumping up this comic book stuff with Millar World and this, Sabrina. You know, like they're, they're kind of leaning in uh, next year into comics. Well, shit, this year. Yeah. <laughs> we got some news coming up about that. So, Anywho, um, yeah, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, it's it's really exciting, and as we always say, it's an exciting time to be a geek. Oh my gosh! So we just rev, you know, revel in it. Like, have some fun. That's it. Enjoy all the mediums we're getting that we didn't have when we were children. That's it. That's it. All right, Anthony Mackey, aka the Falcon, uh, will be joining Ultra Carbon season two. This is a show that. I am slapping myself because I have not taken the chance to watch this yet. The cyberpunk Netflix show, Altered Carbon, has gotten some good reviews. Uh, and I don't want to say too much about this casting because it is a spoiler. So don't look into it too much, people, if you want, want to watch the first season you haven't yet. If you have, we're getting some good talent on this show. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to ruin too much. So I'm just excited that we're getting someone of his talent to be joining this this series because I have not watched it, but I heard it's fantastic. And um, Anthony Mackie's a good actor, so good. Yep. Yep. Uh, Netflix continuing. Uh, Castlevania returns this October, October twenty sixth. No, I'm sorry, that's Sabrina. But nonetheless, this October, we're getting some good stuff. Uh, we got the trailer for season two, and I can't wait. Can't wait yeah. any longer. Can't wait any longer for this show. Yeah, and it's going to be double the amount of episodes. Oh, good. I was just I was going to ask you, because that was a little... Uh, that was, you know, a little disappointing how short that was. It was a lot of... It was great. It was... Excellent, but it was disappointing how short it was. And you yeah. were begging for more a year, year, more than a year later, I think it's been. So just so you know, they're both coming out on the 26th because okay. they want to hit that Halloween-y time. Yeah. Um, and they always release things. They mostly release things on Fridays. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, – I watched that trailer, and I saw some moves of Alucard <laughs> from Symphony of the Night and just – it just looks relentless, and I just like like that first one. Yes, it's four episodes, really half hour piece. So it, you know, it's a two hour movie, and it, you want so much more. So getting four hours again, I'll take a night done. I'll binge it, but it's so good. And this trailer, you know, made me flip out. So I, I cannot wait for more Castlevania. Oh, so good. Can't wait. Uh, Sabrina, uh, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, the Riverdale spinoff, which is 
going to be on Netflix, interestingly enough, and we've discussed this before, but um, it's got a street date of also October 26th, and that was kind of the big news. Uh, we haven't got a trailer for this yet, so I'm kind of looking forward to when that will be released so we can see the tone and and is, if it looks as beautiful as Riverdale, uh, which is one of my favorite shows, just because of the way that they shoot it and it's, you know, those are, it's, it's a great world and I really hope that they continue to expand it. Yeah, so I, I want to throw this out there too. I am excited for the Sabrina show for sure. Um, and I think it should be good and creepy and it's Greg Berlanti again. Um, so on Netflix, maybe they'll push it even more. I mean, they do push things on Riverdale, but because of that spookiness too, they might be able to get away with some stuff. There is another Sabrina coming out as well that is a re... With Harrison Ford? No, no. Oh my God, <laughs> no. That's a really bad reference. I got you though. Um, with uh, Lissa Joan Hart, and it's her daughter. I'm too. sorry, what? Yes, so it's continuing the adventures of the 90s Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And that got announced. Um, it kind of flew under the radar, but yeah, that's happening as well. On what? Probably on ABC. I mean, I think that's when the first one is. So, yeah. Awesome. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> so you know. Strange timing. Or perfect. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, that's really weird. Well, that, well, that, I don't know. I, you know what? It's not weird because of everything that's been happening. Full yeah. House and Will yeah. and Grace and all these shows, the Gilmore Girls, like all these shows getting these reboots. Or not even reboots, just continuing. Just continuations years later. So well, I think it's interesting, too, because, you know, Riverdale is definitely not your Archie comic from kids' days. No. You know? So it's like... Nor will be the chilling adventures. Um, so it is kind of neat to see more of a lighter side of, of the Archie world being developed um, and that they it, they can exist or coexist, I should say, um, within the same year. So that's cool for all audiences. Yeah. Because, so, you know, kids won't be watching witch sex on TV, hopefully. So, um, yeah. Okay, go on. What? What? Go on. Uh, next up. Amazon's Lord of the Rings series has found J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay. Uh, they will be developing the show, which is which is cool. Um, what have they done, Casey? I have no idea, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I looked it up the other day and I forgot already. Um, <laughs> um, you know, this is, this is something that I actually wanted to. Actually, wanted to get some details on before I even spoke. Their about it. most recent projects include Star Trek Four. Yes, that's what it was. Jungle Star Trek Four. So, well, but these are things that haven't even come out yet. So, Star Trek Four, not the Quentin Tarantino one. No, or is it? Is that Star Trek Four? That's a. I don't even know if that's going to happen. It might happen, but that could be directed by Quentin Tarantino. It doesn't mean he wrote it, right? So, anywho, they're two relatively. I oh, don't. Oh, Jungle know. Cruise, Jungle Cruise. That was yeah, the other but that's yeah. not out yet either. So, who are these guys? I really, don't I don't know. That's billion dollar franchise, and we we got these guys. I'm just yeah, kidding. that's just, it. Man. Just joking, guys. We hope the best for you. 
So uh, it's 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 a tough world to live in. <laughs> so do a good job. <laughs> That's all. Um, speaking of the tough world we live in, uh, Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles has already been approved for a second season. So these things happen. Yeah, I've, great for them. I mean, I tried watching that footage of five minutes and I couldn't get into it. But I'm not a kid, you know, like I, some things are fine. You know, some things I like, I don't mind Steven Universe. I don't mind some of these things. Like I'm not one of those kind of people, but I just didn't like it. That's it. You know, it wasn't like, oh, you you took my childhood and this isn't the turtles from my youth. Like, I understand, you know, and people, you guys got to understand that some things are not for you. They they hope that you get behind it, but they're not necessarily for you. And I'm okay with that. I just, it just wasn't for me. I think, I think she was a really good example these days of that. Uh, like these grown men crying about how the princes of power isn't good enough for them yet it was never really developed for grown men it's yeah like, yeah it's just like little girls guys it's again it's like stop being weird so um yeah stop giving us a bad name yeah what's next uh movies movie side kind of movie and tv hybrid here um frank miller got the rights back to sin city to do movies and tv shows so Speaking of how Netflix and different great companies are developing things, I'm sure, well, he'll hear something down the road from Mr. Miller. I'm on the fence with that. Right. I think Frank Miller has had his time in the sun. And, um, it's a good time in the sun. He had a very good time in the sun. And not to say that he's washed up or anything like that, but I don't know if him having the full creative rights is really going to make me care about a certain project um in sin city there's there's more stories to mine in that world but it's like i just the second one was like okay the first one i think is bloody brilliant i I love it but i just i don't know i i'll have to see how that's gonna look and but do i want a sin city show i don't know again i don't know like there's a lot of different options you could do with that so I just don't know if Frank Miller's the person to do it, but he was smart to do Dark Knight, uh, the Master Race with Brian Azzarello. And, um, you know, maybe he'll just team up. You know, he teamed up with Rob Rodriguez and we got a really great product. So we'll see how this goes. That's, that's I guess that's the Cautiously point. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah, that's the point. As long as he has good creative talent next to him. Yeah. Seems like we get good products. So, yeah. Um, yeah. right. Exactly. It's not. Stop pray for a Sin City reboot. Let's let's see what, how they can develop it differently. Kind of like, kind of like Watchmen, you know, in that in that in that yeah. light. Uh, something new. What is old is new again? If you can make it new. A little bit of news here about Peter Dinklage. Uh, they'll be making a new Rumpelstiltskin film. Uh, that's to be penned by Patrick Ness, who did a uh, wrote a Monster Calls. So this is kind of a weird news. Um, I don't know. We knew why. I don't really know why I threw this in here, except it's Peter Dinklage. Um, and they were talking about how this could be like his new franchise. So it's just kind of like, okay. Rumble Stiltskin is a very popular character these days. Uh, you know, I don't yeah. know. Well, you know, there's a horror movie that's Rumble Stiltskin, which I actually like. It's really cheesy. 
Yeah, that's and, something they actually referenced in the article as well. Oh, okay. So if this is like creepy, but if it's like a family movie, I don't. No, care. no, no. It's not supposed. It's supposed to be kind of the creepy side, but not like full out horror. Like it's not like not to be mean, but it's not like Leprechaun, but like <laughs> with Peter Jinklage's Rumpelstiltskin. He's the new Warwick Davis. I I don't know. Um, uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. If he plays. Walk down the road. Yeah, I don't care about this. No. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's get into Star Wars. So we're talking about Warwick Davis. Um, he will be the star of Episode Nine, uh, the Return of Wicked, and that's okay. the, that's the big news. They, that's they, the they, title. Yeah, that's the title they announced okay. it this morning. That's cool. Wicked um, gone wild. Yeah. 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 <laughs> War of the Wickets. Yeah. Uh, Can't wait. So, uh, but in real. Official Star Wars news. Uh, we did get an announce, an official announcement of the cast, um, and Carrie Russell is in the film. Uh, I actually missed that in the PR, unless they edited the PR after they I read didn't. It. They didn't. I she, know, I know. she signed it that day that they announced Good. it. Good. I'm glad that I was a little worried that female actor actresses actors um, <clears throat> would not want to be a part of this after the harassment that most have received. But I would take that harassment for a big fat check and eternal glory of being in the Star Wars movie. Well, I think the other big thing about it is she's worked with J.J. many yeah. times throughout the years. And if J.J. asked her to come in, I think she trusts him. Oh, yeah. You know I mean, so and I think that's what it comes down to. Um, plus, she's older in her career, like. I don't think she's going to get scared off by people no, no. hating her character. You know, it didn't, no one, you know, you don't see Laura Dern giving a shit. No. Twitter. She doesn't, it's, it's, I'm unfortunate. It's younger women who are just, they're not as established and these people are bullying them. And yeah. it's a damn shame, obviously, but I don't think an established actress is going to get scared away from it. It's like this industry is going to eat you alive, man, female, worse for females, whatever. But I think she's like, oh, JJ's doing this and he wants me to do it. Okay. I'll see you on set. Yeah, I think it's great that she's on there. And also we have confirmation after Mark Hamill has been trolling us day by day about his involvement in episode nine that he is, of course, going to be in the film. So, yeah. yeah, we knew that. No shit. Um but the big news of this uh, this this PR that day was that Carrie Fisher will not be replaced by CGI, another actress, or a robot. Uh, they will be using footage, un- unseen footage from Episode Seven, to fulfill her role. And you know, that's I think that's great if they think they can do it. I hey, if they figured out a way to do it, then I got to trust it. Yep. So I trust JJ. Not let me down yet. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's a tough decision. And I know that, you know, it's, it's, it's been, it was tough for all of us, but I think this is probably the best way to do it. To be honest. Absolutely. Yep. This is, I'm excited to see where they take the Star Wars universe after episode eight. Well, We'll talk about that in another puck. <laughs> we will. And yeah. as we get closer to next December, as the speculation episodes grow and grow, we'll I be mean, here. I think, 
I think we're going to be pretty good with Star Wars whatnots until um, Celebration in April, to be honest with you. I don't think we're going to hear much about Star Wars until then. We'll get some bits and pieces from the sets. From Yeah, but that's, from that's it. April, but yeah, yeah. Celebration, major news. Yep. Trailer, back first trailer will be there. That's right. That's right. Okay. Get excited, cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad about that Princess Leia thing. I think that's that's good. That's respectful. It is. It is. What do you think? Pursuit of plastic? Yeah, let's go into it. All right. A little toy news before our commercial and before we get into the meaty portion of this episode. Uh, let's talk a little bit about toy news. Uh, the Four Horsemen are continuing their epic Mythic Legions line. Uh, there's a brand new pre-order up right now. Uh, there's a couple of figures announced the day it launched, like a giant ice troll and this ice witch and <clears throat> um, some other things that I, I wish I could afford right now. Um, but the one of the coolest reviews reveals, uh, not, I don't think it's part of this, this pre-order to but it's an upcoming figure. Uh, it's one of their first mounted figures, and it's called it's called Arthur. <laughs> to be honest, Is Arthur it? and horse. I guess that would be Arthur, Arthur maybe, and horse. But uh, it's this crazy looking like warrior on a horse, like all in flames and stuff. It's uh, they they don't give the fucks. Um, they have no competition, and they are just releasing these amazing looking figures based on nothing else but their own creative designs. And I think this is one of the one of the best like indie indie figure lines out there. It's kickstarted. Uh these 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 in between lines of like five, six figures are not um but they do also but they are also doing these massive figures uh Master of the Universe tribute figures. Uh there's a uh, Cringer one and a Evil Lin one this time around. Uh, so it's that Cringer figure is awesome. And that's actually one I really want to get. Yeah, I, I love this stuff. It's just, I just can't afford it. I guess. That's it's expensive, right? So expensive. Man. It is. I think it's, it's like $45 a figure. It is after it, it, pre orders, 35 that's yeah. your average. Your average price is thirty thirty five dollars for these figures. Um, yeah, yeah, it's tough. Usually, you can get a little bit. You can get them cheaper in the Kickstarters, uh, but yeah, that's your average price. But they go up too, so it's it's good. I guess like we do spend eighty dollars on a Mezco, but you just don't get you don't get the same amount of accessories through. I don't know. Maybe it's not that much. I I don't know. It's just, let me. It's, it's Let so me put it hard. this way: when when did, when Mattel and Hasbro are putting up figures at the twenty dollar twenty nine dollar price range now, um, you know, like the Gamorrean Guards, like those more deluxe figures are getting like they're smart. They're getting smart because they are making better figures. So is so is Mattel. But uh, the thing is, it's like we're they're pushing the balance on what those figures are actually worth. So that's pushing up these figures to to their actual the cost of, of owning, you know, basically indie art in a way. 
Right. And that's the thing. It's like you're not spending money on a on a known IP. You're spending money on stuff that just, I mean, to their point, is badass and looks badass. And so maybe I'm just, I need to get out of my head about it. And, you know, because they are great figures. They're doing a lot more soft goods on them, uh, especially with the, the last Kickstarter. That's when they really kicked it in. Uh, I got this one dwarf with, like, a real beard and and like it's insane it's insane what they're doing though so it's i i support them when i can uh so if you haven't if you haven't checked out the four horsemen uh i mean they've been doing sculpts and and figures for years especially from mattel uh and then now their own things so uh check them out check them out if you haven't yep definitely if you're a toy collector the last 20 years you probably have picked up a figure that's been sculpted by them. So yeah. Good times. Uh, next up. Yeah, sorry. I lost my notes. Um, sub, uh, Sovereign night, uh, sort so, uh, what is that word? Sovereign. Sovereign. Night. Sovereign. Sovereign. Sorry. It's early here in California. Uh, Sovereign night, Batman, uh, the PX exclusive. Is this, is this the notes here? Yeah. Okay, so the PX exclusive was released uh, for pre-order. It has sold out on um, some places, right? See yeah, yeah, but I, mean, I think it's still out there. Just hurry up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's that is the um, you know that is the biggest thing about uh, <coughs> excuse me about these figures is don't you can't sleep on them. Uh, they do sell out immediately, especially. Especially the more exclusive ones on Mesco. Uh, sometimes you'll get the, you're able to find the, the the PX ones or preview exclusive ones pretty easily uh, on other sites because the more and more they get them, the better. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's see. You want to just take this next one? Yeah, yeah, I got it. So uh, we talked about a little while ago that Dark Horse was going to be creating its own um, Hellboy figure, and they did release it, I think, over this past weekend. It is $120. Um, it, I'll be honest with you, it looks amazing. It comes with a ton of accessories and articulation. Uh, $120, though, is, yeah. plus shipping, plus tax, is a lot of money. So. You know that's half the cost of a of a sideshow, but it's also um, half the scale. Well, actually, it's even smaller in scale, right? No, half the scale. Half, half the, the scale. scale. Half yep. the scale. Um, I don't know. I I don't know. That one's hard. You know, to 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 justify that cost again. If you're a hardcore Hellboy fan, then it's nothing to spend the money on it because it is. One of the best looking figures I've seen of a of a comic book character. It it really is fantastic. It's yeah, a mean, magnolia. It's not exactly. the, it's not the uh uh the movie version of the character. And there's another I think there's like a Mondo version of Hellboy, but it doesn't it's not as articulated, it doesn't come with all this stuff. So it's just for what it is, if you are a Hellboy fan, to me this would be a no brainer. It's just how big of a Hellboy fan are you? That's where it comes down to. Are you a six inch one or are you a twelve inch one? 
or maybe you're like a one inch one. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I I don't know, man. I wish they, I wish that Dark Horse Direct offered payment plans. Yeah, and maybe did. they will. You know, they're new. This is a new thing. This isn't What's, that old. What is the difference between the the regular release and like Big Bad Toy Store versus this one again? You don't get the sword, and you don't get some other things. So. Okay. Yeah, you're only spending ninety dollars on Big Bad Toy Store, but spend the extra. It, it actually ends up being cheap. It ends up being like sixteen dollars more or something to get all the other stuff that you'd get from um from Dark Horse. It's okay. just yeah, it's you know again. I, I will say this: I don't like to encourage it, but Hellboy toys do not lose value. If you oh, were to no. resell them, in fact, even if they're opened, they are still worth a lot of money. So there is some weird niche thing with Hellboy toys specifically that it's hard to find them. And if you do find them, they are extremely expensive for Hellboy. Abe and, and uh, the other characters, they might cost more money, but Hellboy himself is always going to retain its value. So that's something to think about too. If you're, Think about it as an investment and, you know, you might want to sell it down the line. It, it will give you back your return. Absolutely. So that's it. Yes, sir. All right. And, let's um, take, uh, I, hold oh, on. I just want to do a quick update. Uh, if you're looking for this Sovereign Knight, Batman uh, Entertainment Earth still has it. It's uh, not guaranteeing that Entertainment Earth will get you your figure. Um they have and they have it in the past. That's where I ordered from mine, and I'll be honest with you, it's been pretty consistent with Mesco. From you or yours direct from Mesco? No, from Entertainment Earth. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they do a decent job. The in the early days it was a little rough, but um, I haven't had any problems getting them since then. So uh, you know, jump on that, guys. Jump on it now because that I think it looks great in the blue and gray. Uh, it looks better than Ascending Night did in the in this color scheme. Uh, so, you know, don't, don't sleep on these. Nope. Absolutely not. And if you want a Batman figure, that's a little bit more, oh gosh, what's his name? Who did the blue and the yellow? Uh, Neil, Neil Adams. Neil Adams. Yeah. If you want a Neil Adams, this is the best Neil Adams that you're going to get. Yep. 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 Um, okay. Now we'll be right back after this commercial break. Yep. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? 
Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you. Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions right again. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! We're back after the commercials, and we're going to get a little bit into DFAT. We're going to get into Don't Forget a Towel, and Chris and I were are uh, the co-editors-in-chief of the website, um, curators of the podcast and, and everything like that, and you know, what happened is, I'll, I'll give you guys a little history. We, we kind of go through a history every year. I feel, and sometimes it's in articles, but we have this platform to talk about it here on the uh, on the podcast, which is kind of crazy. We've been doing the podcast for four years, so four years now. I think so, or close to it. You know, we're not as consistent. We've gotten more consistent lately, um, even though we're I, in another time, which is kind of crazy. I think we're more consistent than we've ever been, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, and overall right. we are. Yes. yes. Um, but so don't forget towel.com. Where does don't forget a towel come from? The name. Um, I'm a fan of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. A lot of people like to say towely, even though I am a South Park fan, even though I do find that episode funny, that is not why uh, I created the name. Um, the idea behind it was that in the book uh, by Douglas Adams, um, the towel is the most important thing as a traveler in the galaxy takes. It is your pillow. It is your blanket. It is a defense against bad people. It's a towel. I mean, it's everything. And um, we kind of thought, like, okay, that'd be fun. Like, okay, the website, you take it wherever you go. And it's always going to deliver you uh, geekly news. Uh, geekly is a, is a term we coined, I don't know, six years ago. <laughs> I don't even know how that happened. That's... I don't know either. Yeah. It's great, though. We have yeah. a window. So geekly news and, you know, reviews and interviews. And, and basically what it was is I was at a job where I was very burnt out and I was working like 70 hours a week and I was always on the road and I needed something creative. And uh, Chris and I are huge geeks in case you haven't been listening to the last 99 episodes. And, um, you know, it was a way to, uh, not just take the conversations between Chris and I and our friends, but to actually take it out to the world. And at that time, there wasn't there wasn't as much. I comicbook.com wasn't what it was today. It wasn't owned by CBS. It was we would go to Ain't It Cool News. We would go to uh, Dark Horizons, uh, Joe Blow, um, maybe a couple others here and there. You know. Like film, those are the main flash, staples. Flash film, you know, there were some other ones, but like comicbook.com was definitely not what it was. Comic book movie was something. Comic book resources was something. But also, uh, six years ago, you know, there was Marvel movies and all that stuff, but it wasn't even like, even the, the movies weren't as saturated as they were, uh, as they are now. So, it was 
not at the beginning, because really the beginning was like the early 2000s where people were doing this. So we're already 12 years too late to like being cutting edge. But at the same time, there was not everybody in the world picking up a blog and writing it. And um, I think another thing for us is that we didn't want it to just be a blog. I think right. we really did want it to be a legit website where where people would come. And, um, you know, without getting too specific into the numbers, I remember seeing our first ones and tens and and then hundreds. And now we've surpassed all of that it's so much more. Um, and it's exciting to see that grow uh, month after month. And um, it's because of people like you guys who, who tune in and, and go to the website and, and all that. And, we, and what we really wanted to do with the website uh, was take those conversations that we have and, and put them out to the world and really make it a community of fellow geeks who, who are talking about and reading about what, what we do. And, um, you know, we've picked up a lot of people throughout the year. So right now, our, our steady stable of writers, um, we have Moses, who is every Tuesday. Uh, does the Tuesday Blues Day. Um, Moses is a guy I went to college with, maintained friends the last two decades, <laughs> however old I am. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's it's been good. So Moses has been a hardcore person from the beginning, from the very beginning. Um, you know, we had a writer, Sherry, who was also there from the very beginning. And she comes in and out when she can. Um, she's got a big family. So, you know, she comes in and out. Uh, but we got Jackie, or the Merrick, um, who's written the weekly one-up. Shoot, probably since 2013. Um, she was very, very early on. Um, Clay, who does the uh, top of the stack, the comic book stuff. Sorry, weekly, weekly uh, one-up is video games. Uh, top of the stack is comic books, what to read in the comics. Clay's been with us for probably four years, three or four years. Um, it's been a long time. Uh, we have Jonathan, who does a bunch of movie reviews. Um, Don, who will come in and do video game reviews. You know, and, and honestly, there's a lot more who've come in and out throughout the years. They may not be as steady, but you know, we've had pretty consistent crew um, throughout the years who've really helped us out. And they've gone to conventions. Um, they've reviewed video games and comics and movies and toys and started their own podcast and you know their own websites and um it's been great yeah it's it's basically we really couldn't do this without you guys hell no not to the extent into the into the professionalism that you know that doing these weeklies get, like kind of shows that we do and i think that's important and that's that's something you don't really see at a lot of these other sites are these weekly columns uh, you'll just see them dropping news stories here and there and whatnot and just, you know, clickbait. Uh, I like I like the fact that we have these salad writers and these 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 friends who, you know, you know, it's it's not a it's not a glorious life being a blogger uh, and not and writing for deep that uh, it's it's more it's more what you get out of it uh, and your enjoyment of the geekly culture. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and we love all the writers, and we're so happy anyone who does decide to come in and write for us. And, um, you know, we, we do ask 
like we've been doing it for the past couple of months, like on the podcast, like we want more writers. We want more people to come and grow. And there's a lot of people who have voices who have not been heard. And we're a good group of people. Um, we've been doing it a long time. I think one other thing that really is different for us, as Chris just said, we're consistent. Um, we drop these weekly ones consistently for years. And also just like we put out daily content. Yes. We're not like these other, you know, there's some blogs and, and websites that don't do it every day. And, you know, we don't have CBS behind us or some mega conglomerate backing us or anything like that. We, we do it because we're passionate about uh, this genre, this geekly genre um, that's out there. And we really want to spread that love to others and um, build that community up. So if it's something that you've always been interested, even if you want to jump on a podcast, um, you know, or take pictures of your toys, but you want a place to share them and, and reach a different type of audience outside of an Instagram. Like we're here to promote other uh, writers, artists, um, just content creators in general. Um, so, uh, you know, and we've also, we've go to conventions too. Um, we've done, a, we've done almost every major convention that we can think of with the exception of San Diego Comic Con. It's coming. It is going to come. Yeah, I'm. I'm here now, and it's it's only a matter of time before that happens. So get ready because I'm. We're going, and I'm excited to go. Yeah, I uh, I am. That's 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 going to be that's high on the list. Um, I did want to, I did want to just talk about real quick because we had touched them on it earlier. So, do you remember what's one of your first articles? Oh yeah, uh, it was the Jaws, the Jaws towel, the Jaws Blu-ray. That's right, the Jaws Blu-ray review was one of my first articles, and what that actually did was get us uh, recognized by Titan Books. Uh, and Titan Books reached out to us out of nowhere, uh, just emailed us one day and asked if we wanted to review the that. Jaws compendium or whatever it was that epic Jaws book from the making of and um, and they sent us to sent me the copy and I reviewed that and it was all goodness from there man that was that's one of my my favorite highlights of uh, the beginning of DFAT probably yeah. overall that's uh and that's a long time ago <laughs> yeah I would I need to go back and and read some of these articles like you said i mean it's it's been an evolution yeah i i'm looking so the very first article that i wrote was a review of the dark knight rises um which i hated um and like who did it <laughs> well yeah <laughs> i think a lot of people on this podcast yeah on this podcast <laughs> it's different but um yeah that's like one of the first well that, sorry that is the first article can I, I just want to. I just want to say, yeah. I mean, I wrote that on August eighteenth, two thousand twelve, um, for the Blu-ray review, and then October first was when I wrote Jaws Memoirs from Martha's Vineyard, the review. Okay, so, but but on July thirtieth, two thousand twelve, it was a Dark Knight Rises review, and then your first was. Uh, Cynic Nerds comic cravings. Oh, that was it. <laughs> that we're, was first we were already we were already doing that at that time. Yeah, um, that's great. 
and uh, yeah, we we put out about six articles that first, time. and we wanted to come out swinging. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, we definitely wanted to do that. So, um, you know, we came out strong, and we did all of the the graphics ourselves. Um, <laughs> A lot of them are still the original ones, too. <laughs> Some of them are still original, but we had a lot of alien stuff, a lot of space stuff, a lot of stickers, you know what oh, I mean? Like yeah, we, that are those things. <laughs> yeah. We designed a lot of things, and and now we've designed the website, you know, from scratch, Chris and I. Like, we didn't have, we had never, other than, like, some GeoCity stuff, but we had never done anything with websites before. So, for for better or worse... <laughs> <laughs> the website is a hundred percent ours and we've never had um we've really never had anyone else do it so you know what i mean uh most of the graphics are done by us you know we don't do it out like i i do it all on my mac and um the podcasts are all edited by me and like we we do uh you know, when we do moot or the, the toy reviews and stuff like that, like everything's in house. Like we really don't, we, we want to keep it a hundred percent creator owned for the most part um, for everything. Yeah. I mean, the big, the big word is indie. Uh, you know, when, when, when sites like comicbook.com are being swallowed up by CBS and, and, and just, you know, like we always say, these sites are buried in 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 ads yes, and yeah. clickbait, and it's just you know they do what they do, but sometimes you just want an honest story from from the street, you know, and that's that's what we always hope to you know bring to you guys. So yeah, and that's one other thing is like we always want to we've always encouraged our writers that we keep the site pretty PG to PG thirteen. Um, the the podcast, no, but um. We try. Not that good. But uh, (laughs) we try. But we always tell people to bring their real honest perspectives. Even if we get a review or sorry, like a video game or a a movie or something to review, we want you to do an honest review. Uh, You know, don't just like be mean for the sake of being mean, but tell us your opinion because like that's that's what's important. We want to be authentic. And um for six years, we've been doing it. So for six years, uh, you know, we've we've done all that stuff that we talked about. And, and what does the future hold? Uh, we'll be doing more conventions. Um, we're going to try to get to Celebration, Star Wars Celebration in Chicago next year. Um, we'll, As we said, we'll try to get to Comic-Con, uh, the big one, San Diego Comic-Con. New Year's, or New York City Comic-Con, we've done so many times. Um and we're not opposed to going to it, but the last couple of years, it's just been bad timing. Uh, but Toy Fair, you know, we, we try to get to our friends over at Toy Fair um, because that's always a really, really good time. Always have a good time there. I like to go to E3 sometime. I'd love, love to go to E3. Love to go to E3. Um, that's out here, right? In Cali? I think E3 is in Vegas. Yeah. West Coast. It is West Coast. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a lot of local cons. Uh, Chris has been out in California for... Oh, nope. Uh, E3 next year is in L.A. Oh, well, then, yeah, we should try to go. That would be good. It is January... Or no, June 2019, yeah. Yeah, but we've gone to PAX. 
You know what I mean? We've had our writers go, geez, all over the country to different ones in different states. And um, so we we love that. Yeah, it's you know, coast we, to coast. Yeah, we, we definitely love covering the cons. Um, podcast, I think we'll get a little weirder because we've had a pretty good consistency with quality. And I think we'll try to get some guests on, you know? Every once in a while, we'll throw Ruben in there and a Moses and some other people. But I want to get some guests, like some actual, like we we were really good about doing Artist Alley for a long time and then we fell off. But I think it would be nice to get back to reaching out to some artists and, and talking to them as well as showcasing their art on the website. Um, you know, we've, we've been blessed to get some, a lot of celebrity interviews on the site. Um, and those are on there too. So, you know, more interviews, more reviews of things, more guests on the podcast, as well as the website. I think that's like, I think we need to, to make that a goal for the, for the upcoming phase for phase seven is, you know, defat and beyond, as you said. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, so here's, we got a big announcement. Um, Oh yeah. As the as the future is 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 looking bright for us, um, and we've done the website and we've done the podcast and we do some some online stuff, some video stuff. What's next for for Don't Forget a Towel? Well, we're we're gonna do comics. Um, so Chris and I are huge comic book fans. Surprise, surprise! And uh, we uh, we have the first. We're we're calling it DFAT Comics because it's you know we already have the IP we already have the property, um, and the first DFAT comic will be coming out this fall and it's called Hollowed. You can read about it online. Some of you guys have actually even pledged, um, so thank you for that. Uh, the artwork is is almost getting finished right now. Um, we're just working on inking or not inking uh, lettering right now. Um, and then we'll go into print, and this thing will be out this fall. So that's the very first comic. And I've talked about it before in the past, but Hollow follows two detectives as they hunt down a brutal serial killer who hollows out its uh, victims. And we said, okay, you know, I, I wrote that comic a long time ago, and um, it's finally going to be coming out. And and then it got the juices flowing. Okay, what's next? What can we do? What can, what's what's going to be happening? And then Chris and I, uh, we, we have a Pursuit of Plastic podcast. Um, we're not really good about doing it. We, we added Pursuit of Plastic to a segment on Towel Light Talk on this podcast, Chris. I, you know, I really think it was probably the best way to do it. And I think that was the right way to approach it. Except outside when we want to do like a history episode or... Yes. Which we've done in the past. But it is a little... It was a little aggressive and a little, uh, it was tough to try to do two shows. So I think with much news that comes out, this is the way to cover it, you know, on a little weekly segment in the Towel I Talk. Correct. And um, no, I'm, I'm happy the way that we're doing, because now we're adding that toy news, because it's something we're really passionate about as well, is toy collecting and toy hunting and, and toy histories. So we we thought about that. And we, you know, what do we like about that? And um we kind of started going back and forth about an idea um, about two geeks who have to save the universe using toys. 
and it's going to be called the pursuit of plastic um, because everything best in writing is kind of semi-autobiographical. The characters are Chris and I. Um, we're going to be hunting down uh, these different toy artifacts, and we'll just call it a MacGuffin for right now, um, you know, as to what these toy artifacts equal out to, like what does it mean, but we're going to be fighting off a, you know, evil uh, overlord, you know, mm-hmm. through time, through space, through dimensions, um, who's looking to get these toy artifacts as well, you know, for more nefarious plans. But the thing that's going to make Pursuit of Plastic really unique is that every toy artifact belongs on a different toy world. So, i.e. a He-Man style world with artwork that resembles more of a Frenzetta style. Um, Lego world, where the characters are Lego people. Uh, Amazon world, where the characters are Barbies. So every world will look and feel differently. And these two characters, along with their um, companion robot, um, (laughs) will try to stop the evil Skelpator from from getting these toy artifacts and and taking over the... uh, multiverse or whatever it is that we i can't remember what we called it but universe we, we, I, I don't want to say universe yeah we uh i mean the truth be told is uh we've written the first issue and so that's that's the exciting part so we have the the beginning of the story and it's 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 been developing in our mind for the last probably six months now right or so um and it's about, actually it hasn't even been that long because <clears throat> We came up with this after I ran the Kickstarter for Hollowed. Oh, yeah. And that was at the very end of April is when Hollowed wrapped up. So it's actually only been a few months. We we wrote it in a week, the first yeah. issue. <laughs> like right. we, right. we 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 got on the phone, we mapped it out, I wrote a part, Chris wrote a part, and then we came together. And honestly, that first issue flew. We wrote it, and then we have a really good editor who edited Hollowed. Um, she's editing the other couple comics. So we're really excited to be bringing this uh, cross-dimensional toy hunting comic down uh, to life. And the artwork's going to be by Vinicius D'Souza, um, or Vinny, as uh, he likes to be called. So uh, Vinny's out of Barcelona. He did the variant uh, anime cover for hollowed so you can see his artwork there he's also on um deviant art and just uh, i cannot wait we're gonna release some of the to the visuals today um we're gonna update the dfat comics um page as well as just we're gonna make a little article on dfat on D, don't forget towel and uh, instagram and all that stuff so you can see some of the artwork there um but honestly is blowing us away with the artwork. So we're really excited. So the plan is we're getting uh, some of the artwork finalized. Probably this fall, uh, we'll go to launch a Kickstarter. Um, We're going to work on (laughs) a soundtrack the same way that we did for Hollowed. There's going to be a soundtrack that goes along with the comic that as you're reading the comic, you can listen to it. Um, An awesome local musician here, Daniel Cooper, will be doing the soundtrack. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. You know, it's a, it's a little mix of Dr. Who. It's a little mix of legends of tomorrow. Um, 
Star Wars. Star Wars. Uh, you know, it's Every, it's everything we love in one. Uh, to be honest with you, it's it gives us it gives us the chance to just kind of take everything and anything, and and have fun with it. So we've had fun doing it, and we are really looking forward to showing it to all of you. Yes. Yes. Um, so yes, Pursuit of Plastic is. The second comic to be coming out from DFAT Comics, and um, again, starring Chris and I in our in our yeah. comic book avatars. Which listen, man, I love seeing myself as a comic book uh, drawing. It's pretty awesome. It is really awesome, right? Um, so, and then the third comic that's going to be coming out probably also this fall um, is called The Jesus Twins. Um, this is another uh, script that I had kind of had an idea for a long time ago and um this forced me to flesh it out but it's about two uh fraternal twins um arlo and uh geez arlo and cassidy um merle <laughs> they're uh they're both these uh twins who are bad bank robbers they go uh screw up a bank heist they get shot by the police they go up to heaven where Jesus tells them he needs their help specifically to stop uh, Damien from bringing back his father, Lucifer, to Earth and to, uh, to take over the Earth. So um, they get uh, these, I guess, heaven-type weaponry <laughs> and um, to fight the, fight the uh, evils of the world um, and demons and all that kind of stuff. And um, it's, it's a mix of sci-fi. It's a mix of a Western. It's a mix of, of horror. Um, There's going to be some horror elements in there as well. And um, I'm really excited uh, for that project to come to life as, as well. It's going to be art by Ariel Yaki, um, who's also on deviant art as a, Ariaxi, so A-R-I-A-X-Y. Um, you can see his artwork. And it's gonna get the same treatment. We're gonna have a soundtrack with it. It's gonna be a little mix of um Western themes with some synthwave themes. And um, you know, we've got uh a cover coming out again from Vinny uh de Sosa. Um, that's going to be an explosive anime style cover. Um, and we have the, we have some final cover images. We've got some interior images. And again, we're going to be putting all those out today as well for you guys to see it as well as to hear the description. So Jesus Twins, Pursuit of Plastic, Hollowed. Um, I'm sure we'll comics with more. Which one? Defat Comics. Defat Comics, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, we're really, really excited to actually finally announce it because it, we've we've been. It's weird, like both those other comic books got written in like such a short amount of time because we were just so excited, and um, you know, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a, a lot of fun throughout the fall and winter as far as like what we're releasing for these for these comic books. So um, we're really hoping that you guys get on board when we launch the Kickstarters and be one of the first people to exclusively get your hands on this stuff and you know really support a new branch of, of don't forget a towel yep. yeah there's nothing like expansions you know 
<laughs> we love we a good expansion. We do. Or you know, this is a really good growth for the for BFAT. You know, it's a brand new aspect of something we've never done before outside of say, you know, you or I coming up with these ideas and putting them down on paper and then you know, putting them away for 15 years and then they're coming out of the vaults. So, um, you know, we've been creating stuff since we were kids. Uh, so it's time for them to all see the light of day again, I think. So it's, it's coming. Yeah. And that's greatness is coming. Yeah. It's, I, and I think, um, another thing with these comics that we want to make sure that we continue kind of our, our mission statement with the website and with the podcast is we want these to be inclusive as well. Um, We've got some ideas for some one-off stories that take place within the worlds of these comics. Like we want other writers who, you know, maybe they're not going to get a voice normally, you know, and like we, in independent comics, we like, you know, we, we back so many, so many Kickstarter projects because we like to see that independence. We've met people, we've met Ruben. Um, who's exactly. over at Think Lake Productions and Bob Sally, who's one of the most ambitious creators out there doing indie comics only. Uh, James Patrick um, from the from the Monsters of Jimmy Crumb. Like we've just met, we've met a lot of different great creators through Kickstarter specifically, um, and we encourage that, and we want that type of everyone's a nice big family, and we understand that there is a DC and a Marvel and a Valiant. And we still fully, you know, image and all that. We, we fully endorse all those things, but we want to make sure that independence is really kind of got to shine a light upon it. Um, and uh, as, as a testament to that, we're also going to be releasing digitally the comics through comics central, which only does independent comics, um, which, you know, we wanted to, to go with that route again for independence. So, we want other writers to say, hey, this we like what you're doing. Can we play in your sandbox? And maybe as DFAT Comics gets bigger, maybe we start publishing other people's comics. Who knows? That's, That's a crazy statement. It is, but it's also a dream that you should be having when you do these kind of things, that you want to make it a reality because it is out there and it's attainable and it's, you know, it's no skin off our back. So it's, you know, it's it's just fun and being creative. Yep. Absolutely. So the last thing we really want to leave you guys with is because it's been six years going into phase seven, um, we're really happy that we've gotten listeners. We've gotten people who come to the website. We've gotten followers on the social media. We want to do a good old fashioned DFAT giveaway. Um, We like to refer to them as swag bags. And so we're going to do a swag bag giveaway. So the way that you can Get your hands on this swag bag, which will be filled with a bunch of mystery items from all aspects of the Geekly universe, um, whether it be comics or toys or movies or video games or horror or whatever. Or all the above. Or all the above. We're going to fill this thing with a bunch of cool stuff. But in order for you to get a chance to uh, win this swag bag, all you have to do is on one of the social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, to that uh, picture that we're posting up for the swag bag, comment um, with what you'd like to see inside of it. And then on um, Monday the 13th, we'll make an announcement uh, who the winner is. We'll pick at random somebody who had made a comment. So 
comment, comment, comment on one of the social medias regarding the regarding the contest, and then we'll be happy to hook you up as a thank you, right? Yes, exactly. Thank you. That's right. So, Chris, where can you find them? Find us. Where can we you are. find these people? <laughs> <laughs> if you can't find us already, uh, just type "Don't forget a towel" in your Google search bar. Um, but we are at don'tforgettatowel.com. As we said, your one stop for all things geekly, news, reviews, interviews, and more. <clears throat> and those important social medias that you'll have to uh, be putting your comments on. Get over there. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus. Yeah, we're we're on we're all on all of those. So as we go in starting today into phase seven, I just want to say thank you for all of you listeners for tuning in. Um, feel free to reach out to us anytime, even if it isn't about the comment. Uh, don't forget to tell one at gmail.com. We're happy to talk to all you guys or just hit us up on social media. But I appreciate everyone who comes to the site, everyone who listens to these podcasts, and we would not be here without all of you. Absolutely. Here, here. All right. You guys. Bye. Next time, guys.